We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, welcome in to another BuzzBeat. This is Richie. I'm joined by Brian today. We are doing a little bit of a different format for this episode, and there is a video component to this. If you would like to subscribe to BuzzBeat Plus, we will put that out as well. Uh, You can listen to the audio version, which you're listening to right now, but there is a video component. Uh, We're going to break down some film with Scoot Henderson. It's Brian's preferred number two pick. It's my preferred number two pick. Uh, And we're going to focus mostly on his pick and roll stuff and get into about 12 different clips here out of the pick and roll and break them down clip by clip. What do we see that is good? What do we see that he could have done different? Maybe even look at the defense as well. So we're going to go ahead and cue this up and pull up the first video for us to watch. Now, as you guys are looking on, on the screen here, We're going to walk you through it. We might have to pause it. We might have to rewind it for you guys to look at. Uh, So this first clip that we're looking at right here uh, is what I would classify, uh, the the first four clips, I'll show you this, pick and roll, downhill, attacking-minded of of Scoot Henderson here. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I did notice, Brian, and obviously you've watched this way more than I have, is the G League Ignite really does a good job of trying to keep the spacing and and Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that Scoot Henderson has enough room and space to get downhill. Now, you're looking right now, and you're not really seeing a five out because there are a couple people inside the three-point line, but for the purpose of this, that's what they're trying to go for here. Uh, And then, obviously, he has the little drag screen set up top of the key. So I'm going to play here. Uh, The screen is set. First thing that I noticed that the screeners man went under – Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the big, the, sorry, the screeners man, uh, sorry, was shows and recover scoots man went under and scoots attack mindedness is explosiveness. He gets all the way to the rim with no resistance and finishes with his offhand there. And, um, that's one thing that, you know, it really just stands out with scoot is just his ability to change speed, his ability mm-hmm. to get downhill. And uh, we talked about this prior, but I don't know if this is the best coverage here by that guy. right <laughs> there. It's certainly not. Yeah, uh, not yeah, sure. no, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, Richie, um, a lot like this is pretty standard, you know, spread one, five pick and roll, uh, Marjan, this is, by the way, this is from the 2021, 2022 season. Okay. So this is Scoot's first year 
with the ignite and that's actually uh number 14 the guy who starts in the lane and then like sort of like shakes up a little bit uh that's marjon bochamp now with the uh, milwaukee bucks but yeah, you'll see the, the defender from mexico city like you it, it looks almost in between coverages like he he sort of like lunges like it's a show yeah but the the screen the on ball defender takes the the big the big man like it's yep. a switch and I mean, it, it, I guess it just goes to show you like, you know, Scoot has the little like left-handed hang dribble and then boom, he's at the rim. That's pretty easy. It does. I, the one thing I would say is like, you know, teams are going to switch They're The goal of switching among other things is to keep the ball in front, right? Try to keep it out of the lane, keep, keep the ball just moving around the perimeter. And then, but you see here with Scoot's speed, the controlled tempo, the handle that like, if there is a breakdown, you know, he's going to punch the paint. Like he just, he has the, he has the handle and the, the sort of like the downhill driving instincts and the speed to constantly be pressuring the defense. So when there is a breakdown there, which that's what this is, <laughs> um, you know, he can really, really take advantage of it. So if you gamble, basically if guys are at the level guarding pick and roll or to switch, like those coverages have to just have to be tight. Um, Cause if not, he's going to, you know, he's going to turn the corner and, uh, and get downhill. Any other thoughts on this clip before we, we move on to the next one? Uh, the big man, I'm just pausing it here, just, you know, randomly. Yeah. Doing a good job of sealing. Sealing, it. yep. And yep. if I notice this right, does he jump off the off leg here? Let's see. Yeah, it does it's look like he awkward. did. Yeah, it does, it does look like he did a little bit of the, like, uh, switch you know, in air. Yeah, uh, you know, Rashad McCants, weird leg leaping here. It's tough to tell from this angle. Yeah. Um, he was just almost too wide open. <laughs> like, like that, that is one of the least contested half court layups you'll see Scoot have across, you know, two seasons of professional basketball with the, uh, with the Ignite. And, and it, it's probably worth noting too, that like G League Ignite did a nice job spacing stuff around, uh, you know, around Scoot, but that stuff did get a little bit more congested this season. Like not quite as much shooting, you know, without, without Bochamp and Hardy, um, you know, a Jane Hardy around the uh, the perimeter this season. A lot of like, uh, you know, John Jenkins and um, Lobby King sort of like being relied upon to be the you know the off ball you know floor spacers. So you said this was from a couple years ago, correct? This is from two. Yeah, this is the twenty twenty. This is Scoot's first, first year. This is you know seventeen, eighteen year old Scoot Henderson in this clip. Wow. Yeah. All right, we'll get. To the next clip here, clip number two. Now, this grainy footage looks like it's from five years ago. Yeah, yes. So, so I will say, like, when I – this is also – this clip, too, is from uh, Scoot's first season um, with Ignite. Um, this is – they're against the uh, Motor City Crews here. And I will say, like, unfortunately, ESPN Plus does this thing because, like, they do G League games. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, if you don't get to those games within three months, they get pulled off of ESPN Plus. So there's like no way to go back. There's not like a great way after that to go get G League footage. So this is definitely from last summer when I recorded this. And just like you just you're just scrounging YouTube for full games, you know, <laughs> like, right. and you just got to do the best of what you got. So apologies. This is not amazing video quality. But yeah, this is Scoot Henderson. We swear he's not. This is not a, a mixtape from 2006 that he's playing in. This is a video from within the last 18 months. We promise. Yeah, and I will say that like, I'm just kidding, but most of these clips are, are very good quality. But I, when yeah. I saw this one, I was like, oh. no. It, I, I all there was a part going when we were preparing for this where I was like, 
Oh man, should we? The video is not looking good on some of these. Like, should we just, should we just, should we just call this off? But no, I, I think it's still worth, uh, you know, uh, for people who are viewing at this, we appreciate your patience uh, looking yep. at this Doppler radar that is uh, the video <laughs> quality of this basketball game here. But we think, we think with our narration, we can, we can walk you through it. But yeah, on um on this clip here, Ignite's going to start off. It's like very vanilla, sort of like. Weave. weave you know there's like nothing's really happening right until this play starts with scoot like getting the ball here kind of in the left slot and you're gonna get another you know spread ball screen um and yeah get, get going right this time as uh, opposed to going left now the coverage is different on this play though right richie like as opposed to that like bizarre hedge switch from the first clip with with uh with uh Mexico City you've got Motor City here in a drop now also going under and, and that's no real surprise like you know if you're thinking about how you're going to cover Scoot Henderson especially two it almost looks like ago. his own Ryan I mean I know it's not but it almost yeah. looks like they're really packed in yeah they switch up the line on the on this handoff with Scoot and then they're they're into the drop with help at the now it is also interesting too you'll see I believe that's Jaden Hardy space to the right wing one pass away. So maybe the, you know, the defender off ball defender there is a little bit more concerned with, you know, the, the kick out to a guy like Hardy, who's a you know big time scorer, big time shooter, blah, blah, blah. But you, you know, you probably would like that guy at the elbow to be another half step in to help on scoot. Although yeah. like they're, they are, they do have two guys committed to him in the pick and roll here. Like, there's the drop. No one's really paying much attention to the roller, and the guy guarding the screen went under. So you know, it's not like there's not great defense on this on this play, but you do see. I think this is one of those possessions where Scoot's strength in body control, which is something that he's got to work on. We've talked about that on the pod previously, but this is a pretty nice finish through contact. You know, getting downhill, getting into the restricted area. And then finishing through some um, some length at the rim there. Anything that jumps out to you uh, on this possession? You said a lot of what my notes were with the weave action. Um, he's coming off this pitch here off the wing and, and just getting downhill. And he does attract like three, four defenders around him. <laughs> and he still gets off the shot fairly easily. Like something subtle that I notice. I mean, maybe it's not subtle, but something that I noticed here on this particular play, when he rises up off the floor, he kind of lowers and leans his body into that defender right there. Doesn't create a lot of contact, but it definitely creates enough space for him to get off the shot and protect himself at the rim. So, you know, I, I think when you think of Scoot Henderson, you think of like just this athletic body but you also got to think of the craft that comes along with this drive mm -hmm. here so that's what i do like it's just it's something subtle he lowers his left shoulder into the defender to create that type of space that's the, the, that's the, the what yeah the one other thing i would say just sort of bouncing off of what you were just saying uh richie is like you know scoop is a i think he's a really good finisher at the rim like he's got to do some work there in terms of you know finishing off two feet finishing through contact but he is not just like a pure athlete finisher. Like he's got like a, a finishing package and some craft to his game, you know, in, in the restricted area. And I think you, we see his touch and his skill in, in a bunch of different contexts. The one thing I would say, and you actually have it frozen at a good spot here too. Like as Scoot starts to drive, he doesn't get like, I've seen him get lower to the ground on some drives, but just keep an eye on like his shins and his ankles here. His ability to get low, this is maybe not the best example, but like when you're wondering, okay, how does he get into that gap and get into that lane and then get to the front of the rim? 
part of it is his ability to certainly he's fast and he's constantly pressuring the defense with the speed, but his ability to get low allows him to also get into some of these windows. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of ways to create advantage. And so Scoot is just a very functional athlete and driver at the, uh, the, the, you know, the primary guard position. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we'll play this one more time through before we yeah. get to clip number three. All right, so clip number three is coming up here. This is uh, awesome quality here against. <laughs> is, it, is this Birmingham? I'm just reading. Yeah, the, Birmingham, the, the squadron of Birmingham. Okay. Another possession, like I mentioned before, where the Ignite do a good job of just creating space. Uh, this is more of like a four out, one in. Scoot receives a screen uh, from a teammate out of the corner. And let's see here. Let's play it. Kind of slips, or I don't mm-hmm. know, like a ghost screen almost. Yeah. And now Scoot is dealing with two players on him right now, just for a short period of time. Uh, again, he turns the corner and is converged by defenders, like on the previous clip. He turns the corner and everyone converges. Uh, and then he adjusts midair. Uh, I remember watching this and he hangs in the air as long as he can and finishes on the other side. And I do believe this is an and one. Mm-hmm. It was. Yes. I think he missed the free throw, but yes, this was uh this was an and one possession and, here. For sure. And just as important, Brian, check the time and the score. It was a game winner. Yeah. There it is. So he, he was awesome in this. This is actually the most recent scoot game I watched. And um he was awesome in this game. Um against uh, the Birmingham squadron. He was actually really good in, in both games against Birmingham this season. But yeah, you see, like they start this possession out. And it's the sort of, you mentioned it, but it's sort of like, it's two straight, like guard to guard ghost screens. The first one's from Mojave King, who's another 2023 draft prospect. And then it's John Jenkins that comes through. <laughs> John Jenkins. I know. But what was he a Hawks legend? I think if I want to, but yeah, they, so, so the first screen, the first ghost action gets switched. And my guy, Darion Sebron from NC state is the first guy that switches out. He, he was also very good in this game. 
But when Jenkins comes in on that second ghost screen, his defender just stays with the shooter. And so once again, this is, you know, a sort of a, a good way to see like when there is a breakdown or a miscommunication and, and those are going to be less likely to happen, obviously on the NBA as opposed to the G league, but like he's going to take advantage of it. And so I think there's been some, you know, discussion about like, Oh, does he settle too much for pull-ups? Like he doesn't, you know, he's not looking to get downhill. Like when it's there, he's absolutely going to take it. And I think his pull-up volume sort of strikes me more as a guy that was trying to work on that as opposed to, like his ability to actually get downhill and, and get into the paint and make plays there, which I think he's very good at doing. And just, you can see how quickly he gets to the second line of defense. Like there's a breakdown on the perimeter and then boom, he's at the rim. And I, one of the other things I do sort of want to point out with this, because it's something you see with, with Scoot when he's coming downhill, if, if yeah, if you can kind of get to the, maybe pause it right before he's about to turn the corner, like pause it right here. And now when he starts to go downhill, you're going to see there's a, there is a defender already like low, low man defender. That's in decent help position. Now he's got a, the center Eric, I think it's Eric uh, Mika is in the, the dunker spot on the strong side there, but there's a help defender at the, at the paint and that guy's going to step up. But Scoot does this nice ability of like sort of change when he gathers, he almost like he looks like he's sort of heading in for a left finish. He gathers, he skits the ball to his right hand. And that kind of, I don't know, gets him to the other side of the rim and allows him to, as opposed to sort of going straight at the guy, to um, sort of change directions a little bit and get to a different part of of the rim. And he sort of does that fluidly with his gather. And he does that, um, like, that's not like a one-off. That's something you'll see yes. within his film. And there's actually, in another clip in this, we'll, uh, it actually might be the next clip. Might be the next we'll, one, yes. We'll, yeah. we'll highlight that um, as well. But just, yeah. The fluidity, the downhill drive, and like if we're talking about this specifically from Charlotte's standpoint, like yeah, you know, I think we've talked a lot. We've 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 I I you and I have probably tweeted about this some as well. I know I've put out some clips on this, but like when you're thinking about like what a Scoot Lamelo backcourt could look like, you know, I know there are a lot of people that don't want the ball taken out of Lamelo's hands, but you got to remember just how good of an off-ball player Lamelo is. And how good he has been as a ghost screener, playing off of throughout his career, Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, Terry Rozier, uh, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, like you name it. And like, anyways, this is the kind of stuff you would probably see between those two guys taking turns, right? Like it would be on some possessions, it'd be, or maybe even the middle of a possession, you'd see those guys late game. Can you imagine it? Like, you know, LaMelo ghost screen first scoot. He, he kicks it out to LaMelo immediately you know, Scoot Henderson chases it. He's going to go after and try to follow LaMelo with a, would set a ghost screen for him. And he's going to slip out and try to get one of those guys, some advantage or going downhill or tilt the defense. And who knows if you, if you draw help somehow, well then kick it out to PJ for a three. But so anyways, that's one of those things, the, the other parts of this play in terms of like being Hornets centric that stuck out to me. Like it's just something yeah. you're going to see Scoot do a lot at the next level. And if he and LaMelo are playing together, it's something that I would imagine those guys would be doing with one another frequently and in, in particular in some like late game scenarios. It's funny. You mentioned like the gathers and you know, the next clip has it, but also I feel yeah. like a couple more clips have it. It kind of reminds me of Kyrie in terms of how he yeah. can gather the ball yeah. low off the ground and kind of do that little, it's almost like a, a hook where he kind of like, like you said, brings it to the opposite side. So we'll go ahead and get into the next clip here. And this is the final clip of the pick and roll downhill category. And this one happens to be against Met 
92 against another pretty good player. Um, while, you, while you're doing that, probably should just say, like, we planned on doing this uh, pod, this video pod, um, before. You know, let's just pause it there. But, yeah, good timing doing this, Richie, with a Scoot Henderson work at the workout that took place over the weekend on Sunday in Charlotte and reports, uh, credible reports out of ESPN this week of, uh, from, from John Gavoni that that workout went very well and, um, is perhaps, uh, uh, having some influence over, um, uh, you know, what the Hornets draft process is at two, you know, Scoot versus Miller. Um, and who knows, maybe that's, uh, flip things in Scoot's direction here. Speaking of flips, uh, like you said, this was a nice flip screen here by F.A. Abugidi, and you know he hits Tremont Waters here. I think the defense by by Wembenyama is pretty interesting because like this this goes to show you like how special Wemby is because like he's well below the screen, like he's in a drop, right? But with his length, it doesn't feel like it, right? Like like Wembenyama is just like right there. It's it's crazy how much he can like just keep the ball in front. Um, very, very, very special defender. And I should say, like, I watched this live. This is from the first, you know, exhibition game that these two guys played against one another out in Vegas. I was cackling when he did this thing live because you also just see, like, the live ball creativity of Scoot, like how how dangerous he can be in chaos. Like, it's weird coverage. He's able to, you know, uh, go between the, you know, crossover, go between the legs to create the separation with uh, Tremont Waters, who's scrambling to get back to him. And all of a sudden he, you know, he turns the corner and I think there's a lot of people that would say like, you know, I don't want to challenge Victor Wembenyamba, but Scoot was, Scoot was getting after it in this game. You could tell like he wanted a piece of Wemby. This was not the first, nor was it the only time these guys would sort of like, you know, duel in these, these sort of like compressed sequences against one another. Um, but yeah, you know, he looks to get a piece of the rim. He does a wonderful job going at Wembenyama, this incredible, you know, rim protecting prospect. And again, as you and I were just talking about a minute ago, Richie, you see that very subtle gather move. Um, yep. This time going right to left. And then he finishes the play inside with hand. just that incredible extension and reach on the inside hand finish, which shields off the the, the contest from Wembenyama. Like this is an S tier type I think like live ball creation and um finish from uh from scoot like I just don't think it really gets much better than this just the handle the breakdown moves and then the challenge and just beautiful and functional finish at the rim there by uh by Henderson. Yeah and one of the you know the interesting things about this handle here it's almost like you know it's obviously just instincts but if he would have went behind his back uh right there he realizes Tremont water is right there. So he has to yeah. come between his legs and that gets him momentum going downhill here you know challenging victor here is no, no small yeah. task and he has to go inside hand opposite side and that, that was the biggest thing that i loved about this is just ridiculous just the instincts but also like you said challenging Wimbenyama there uh who's obviously trying to block him in this situation so yeah. i did not watch this game but you know watching there's a couple of clips uh with g league night in 92 that we've got queued up here so this this was an amazing game uh between both those guys played incredibly well in the first game out out in Vegas before Scoot got hurt. All right, we're going to transition over to his pull-up game out of the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't really have the numbers in front of me. I don't know how good he was in the mid-range, but I do love his form in all of these clips that we're going to show. And so the first one here, 
Now, let's see here. Scoot kind of comes in late to the picture here. Uh, does a good job of manipulating the defender and working with the screener here. And the thing about Scoot is, is the like with his explosion, with his athleticism, he does a very good job of leveraging that in the sense that the defenders realize that he is very aggressive and attack minded. And if he can stop on the dime, like he does here at the elbow, and I believe that's taco fall. If I'm not, mistaken. it is. Yep. Yeah. Hard guy to miss. <laughs> yeah. He's ex expectedly here in a drop. He stops on a dime, stops at the elbow, rises for this 15, 16 footer smooth. And like I said, I don't have the mid range numbers in front of me, but just the threat of his athleticism and the speed, and then to slow down right there and rise up in the mid range. It's going to be very powerful pick your poison type of thing when you are defending Scoot Henderson. So that's kind of the first thing that caught my eye with this play. Yeah, this is pretty simple stuff. Um, right. This is from his two seasons ago. This is the, the next-gen game at the All-Star game. Um, yeah, I believe up at, up in Cleveland, I think. Yeah, Cleveland. And yeah, you know, just see I what I think I, sticks out to me, you know, it's pretty simple stuff. But just how smoothly and quickly smooth gets, uh, pardon me, Scoot gets from coming off the screen to settling into rhythm up for that jump shot right at the elbow. Um, it's just a very clean, like the energy transfer is really, really good. Live dribble, boom, he creates a bunch of space. It's a good screen. Look how open he's able to get, like in between the rear view contest and the and the the drop, you know, taco fall, seven six taco fall in the in the drop coverage there. Like it's. He, he does a nice job getting to his spot and, you know, rhythming up for his jumper. I mean, this is like, you know, I think we've thrown out a lot of different comps for Scoot Henderson uh, the last couple of weeks. I have seen the like Chris Paul comp before. And like huh. that one makes me laugh because that one seems like probably like the least believable one. Although Chris was a really good uh, athlete before, you know, he likes that elbow before he his knee injury. But yeah, that's why like this is, this is why those people have, have come up with the, with the Paul comps. I think it's like this, like the midi, his mid range game, and especially like the, the pick and roll elbow jumper versus drop. Like that, that's like, this is like the CP shot, you know, the archetypal CP shot. So, um, and yeah, he was 49% okay. on, on pull up twos as a, during his first year with ignite. And I can't remember what the number, I actually don't have numbers pulled up for, this past season, his second year, but he was in like the 99th percentile in terms of, you know, pull up mid range shooting uh, with, uh, with ignite as well. So like, yeah, with both volume and efficiency from the mid range, he was uh, quite good uh, over two seasons now uh, with ignite. All right. Here is the second clip. And one common theme that I'm noticing just, ability to change speed, the ability to change yeah. direction, the ability to stop on a dime and rise up and obviously create problems for the defense in that situation. And here, semi-transition, he's not really like pushing it that hard, mm -hmm. but he also does a lot of rejecting of the ball screens. That's what I noticed uh, a lot in these clips. And as you see here, he goes behind his back and he almost runs into his own teammate yeah. there. <laughs> keeps the control of the ball just enough not to lose it. And he also sees enough space on the right side here to go up and there there's Victor lurking in the uh, the painted area. It almost looks when you watch this as if he's going to get ready to go up for a layup here. I've, I've got it paused. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the second time in this possession, he stops, 
and rises. Uh, what is this? Like a four footer, three footer? <laughs> like so sick. <laughs> so I think yeah. that he does a good job of body control in a, you know a couple of different areas, running into his teammate, but also right then and there when he rises up for that three, four footer. So he's got to do that because I feel like if he took both of those guys on, I think Victor probably would have swatted that out. Probably. Um, Victor is a very special rim protector and obviously a bit of, bit of an advantage when it comes to the the reach and the length. But yeah, this for me is another one of like Scoot's like best highlight plays from this, this past season. Um, you can see it down the stretch, you know, a couple minutes left to go in the game when he, when he's able to bust this thing out, when he was really going at, um, at Wembenyama, it should be mentioned too. The guy guarding on the ball here is Aaron Henry, who's a pretty good, was a pretty good perimeter defender. Is that Michigan prospect. State? Yeah, yeah, from Michigan okay. State, a, a guy that I, I thought would actually make it in the NBA. It hasn't quite happened, but very good defender in college. And yeah, Scoop, you know, makes him look pretty silly here. And then this the deceleration, man. Right. The the body control to be able to do that, the balance, um, the coordination to do that, not travel, to also hit those guys with the ball fake while doing that to create the separation. Again, just the very, very special blend of his ability to to mix tempos, um, to change speeds, um, anything to create separation. And then again, you see the shooting touch on that little like push shot finish. That's a tough shot to make too, like fading away and still having to go over Wemby on, on Vic's uh, second jump. Like that's a big time fit. Like the, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a $2 move and also a $2 or $10 move and a $10 finish. Like both of those things are equally impressive uh, in my book. It looks simple though. Like I think to the to the yeah. naked eye, it just kind of looks simple. But yeah, it's <laughs> just it's it's hard to have two professional defenders, you know, go flying almost out of the picture, uh, you know, in the midst of that. So pretty special stuff, nonetheless. All right, this is the third clip, and again, the same opponent. Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but this looks like some Ram action. Yeah, a little Ram screen the screener action from Aubrey Dawkins. Uh, for uh, F.A. Abugidi this that time here. I remember watching this a couple times, and it just feels like there's a lot of confusion on this play with the defenders. Just a lot of going, lot going on with the coverage, <laughs> not switching, and the, the Met 92 player trying to get back, hedge, recover. Yeah. Uh, and I think Scoot benefits from this. Uh, but this is the one play, and I, I don't know if you had the same thought about this. Let me go back real quick. You know, it might be a negative, but... I thought maybe right there he could have taken the three. Pull up, yeah. Yeah, but when he gets inside, it's almost like he's still determining if he wants to get all the mm-hmm. way to the rim. And I feel like he maybe could have. It's hard to tell on the right side how many defenders are kind of in his area. Uh, that big is obviously confused and getting back to his man. But I, I think he just decides, okay, I've got enough space here for this 20, 21-footer, yeah. and let me pull up. At, the, at that point, it was too late to go back and hit that three. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, all good points on your part. I think, like, you know, long-term, the hope is that in two or three years from now, that's a step-back three, right? That's a pullback three that he's able to, you know, get to with confidence and, and take that as opposed to, I mean, look, I think the mid-range is probably always going to be part of his game, which is great. Right. And, like, you know, if, if he ends up being a star, then you your star is going to score in the mid-range. And, like, that'll be a part of his game. But the fact that he can pressure the rim like he can, he can pass like he can, and he has certainly shown some comp. I mean, he did not shoot a great number on, you know, off dribble threes with the ignite this past season, but he will take them and he'll make, he'll make his fair share too. I do sort of like his patience here though, you know, like waiting out 
the, the sort of like, uh, you know, hedge or show, whatever, however you want to label that coverage and then still being able to get to a spot, rhythm up, take the MIDI. But yes, that's a good note that off this Ram, you know, screen the screener action. It really does look like he has that opportunity to take the three passes it up. Um, but still able to get to, you know, I think a pretty good shot. And I do think it's one of those things here where like context probably does matter. You'll notice the clock about four minutes left in the game. So this is with Wembenyama not on the floor. And this is also when like Scoot has been busting these dudes up for, <laughs> you know, 40 minutes basically by this point. So you can understand why there would maybe be some tired legs or a blown coverage or concern with, with Scoot because again, he had been kind of just like getting downhill um, and touching the paint every time he wanted uh, throughout the, throughout this game. Um, and I guess I should say Wimbenyama was on the floor during this, but he's not the, uh, he was not the screen defender. He's, he's actually, in yeah. the, uh, he's involved. He's a low man in the corner down there. All right. Fourth clip here. It is not met 92. It is Mexico city. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. And this is another one where he rejects the ball screen and explodes downhill. This is another one of those gathers that I remember watching that I really, really loved. It's where he gathers it really, really low on that dribble there. And then, again, the converging of the opponents around him in the paint. That low gather allows him to split those defender as the one slides over. Uh, Nothing real crazy, but again, it's kind of like that first or second clip that we watch where he stops on a dime and kind of fades a little bit here. This one's obviously a little bit longer, six, seven feet. This is going to have to be part of his game because he can get to the rim. And, and you mentioned maybe some of his inconsistencies finishing there. But again, the leveraging of the burst and explosion into a pull-up shot is always going to be there for him. It, this is a great, all good points. And just to to build off that, like this is a great clip to see how, how strong, how like functionally strong Scoot is. Because this defender is right on top of him. And Scoot, as he's continuing to dribble downhill, Gets it comes to that jump stop and then just uses his upper body and strength to just create the separation. Like that's not easy to just, you know, without extending an arm or anything like that, his ability to use all of his power, his strength, his downhill momentum to legally, you know, create that separation with his strength in the middle of a, a live ball drive. Again, like just a very functional athlete, very functional creator. And I think the strength is what's really like, you may not see it the first time you watch it, but if you watch it twice or slow it down, like you'll see that he just absolutely, you know, maybe doesn't quite ragdoll the defender, but he does displace him. And that's the thing that allows him to get off, get off the shot. Once again, this is sort of like just context situation dependent. You'll notice it's a one possession game with five minutes left. This is another crunch time bucket. And they're also going to not just pick and roll, but guard guard pick and roll again here too. So, like, this is when, you know, when Ignite was in tight games this season down the stretch and Scoot was healthy and able to play, um, you know, they were going to a variety of pick-and-roll actions. 1-5, Ram pick-and-roll, you know, ghost screens with the guards, you know, uh, single high ghost screens with the guards, like all this kind of stuff. And as as you also noted, too, another uh, screen rejection uh, from yeah. Scoot on this possession as well. I feel like he loves to do that. I also noticed something too, Brian, at the end. Let's watch him. He does the the Westbrook, the little too small. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, normally, when I think about those types of plays, I think about it like, you know, backing down in the post. But to your point, he does show his strength in this play and 
Pooley's quote unquote his way to create enough space to get off that shot. So yeah. it's a little overplayed, uh, but we yeah. will uh we'll, we'll I allow. Think, I think Pat Bev is the one who uh gets credited with kind of killing it, you know, like he just it happened too much. He did it to LeBron, right? Didn't he do it to LeBron? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, amazing. Pat Bev is Pat Bev's crazy. Um, he would do it, he'd do, he would do it to anyone, really. Yeah, he, so. that's true. <laughs> he would. Guys, the guy is uh, an unbelievable. His career is pretty, pretty unbelievable. And then he's still like a rotation player. Um, yeah, it speaks to his his heart and his competitiveness. That's for sure. Um, and who knows? That's maybe a guy that Scoot's gonna have to deal with at times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next season, so get ready for that, uh, Scoot. Maybe Steph Curry gives him some pointers. They were working out today, right, or yesterday that's, that's at correct. Stanford. That's correct. It's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, hopefully Steph was, you know, selling him on uh Charlotte. You know, places to eat, uh places to get real estate in Charlotte, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, who knows. All right, these last set of clips and we'll we'll go through these a little quicker uh, mm-hmm. is the pick and roll passing. And obviously, he's going to have to have this in his game. And uh we've got a little bit of a semi transition play here. The ball I think gets swung yeah. And then it gets swung back to him. And then as you see here, empty side uh, for him to work with this screen. Now, we talk about rejecting screens a lot. And Scoot could reject this screen and try to go baseline because there is no help in that corner. Mm-hmm. He decides to use it. Both defenders kind of show. Kind of, it's kind of a soft trap. It's not, it's not the greatest. Uh, and then there's the big man rolling to the basket with no help on the strong side. I actually thought the Memphis hustle uh, defender here who's going to show over here in the paint does a pretty good job of trying to do his best to contest. He kind of sees it happening before most people do. And in this position, Scoot realizes, okay, I've got to get the ball to the big. If I do it with my right hand, it's probably going to have to go over the top or I'm going to have to step through mm-hmm. and make the pass, which obviously is going to kill some time. So he's not going to loft it. He's going to make a left-handed pass. There is the guy that's coming over to try to, to defend it's more just to kind of show a body here. And there is the assist. So mm-hmm. Brian, what do you, what do you like about this play? Yeah, it's a pretty simple play, but I, but I do sort of like uh, the process here from scoot. You know, it starts with a little pistol action there from, from Jenkins and then it flows to five out, which is something they did with, this is Leonard Miller. Who's the one that scoot passes to, and then he passes back to scoot and then it, it turns into empty, empty side pick and roll with Miller. He's another guy that's going to, you know, go in the, if not in the lottery, then in the you know top 20 or whatever in, in the draft, and, you know, next week. It's just, I think it's also worth pointing out, like, this is a, you know, G League game, and Scoot's going up against NBA players here. This is Zaire Williams, who you'll remember from Stanford, who was a, a top 10 pick of Memphis a couple years ago. He's guarding the ball, and that's Jake LaRavia, the screen defender, who was a top 20 pick by Memphis in the draft last year. So, like, this is not going up against like nobody competition. Like this is going up against guys that are legitimate, you know, young prospects slash NBA type talent. Um, but yeah, I think it's an, like, I think one of the reasons why he, he probably doesn't try to like split the defenders with that passes. There's a lot of length there. Like with LaRavia, um, who's a very like reactive and instinctive defender. And also of course, Sire Williams, who like hasn't quite stuck with the Grizz, but has still played a lot, you know, for, for Memphis on the, you know, in, on the NBA level the last few years. So I kind of like him just taking what the defense, what, like, what is the best thing to do here? Taking right. what the defense gets him. And like, yeah, he goes from having two on the ball. Like he's done his job. Um, he's got two on the ball. 
and he's going to get it to Leonard Miller is very versatile, you know, for front court, you know, Miller can create his own advantage. He's got a very good handle too, but you know, getting Miller the ball in this pocket of space and, and letting him you know, go for a pretty easy finish. All right. Clip number two is coming right after this. It's the same opponent. It's also from the opposite side of the court. And I believe it is also an empty ball screen. So we're going to see here this time. The only difference is he's going towards the sideline and he does use the screener. No help defenders over there. The one thing that we do notice as we play this clip, he loses control of the ball. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not really sure who is in the weak side dunker spot here that's trying to come over. But that looked to be maybe his first option. Mm-hmm. Like initially. I think, I think it's Leonard Miller, too. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Miller. It does get back to him, but not in the uh, the way that he probably wanted it. And so he kind of gets trapped in the corner over here. Again, look at the time. We, we like to look at the time a lot. There's there's four seconds, three seconds left here. He's trapped. He's got to make a play. <laughs> and I think what makes this play is the cutter from the top of the, the key here. I, it's hard to tell the eyes in this situation, but I, I would assume that Scoot maybe looks off the cutter with his eyes because the big man who is guarding um, his teammate down there on the block, just for a split second, yeah. goes after that cutter. It's Kenneth Lofton Jr. That's who that is, too. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Captain America, Kenneth Lofton out there. So that's what I saw. I, again, it's hard to yeah. tell with the eyes and whether or not yeah. he the eyes, but I would have to imagine that that cutter helped him, but uh, it was kind of a broken play, but he made something out of it. Can you can you actually back up to when he's getting trapped? Yeah. Or, yeah, this will work. Yeah, pause it there. First off, like, you know, he, unfortunately, he takes the guard guard screen from Jenkins. He turns the corner. Uh, it looked like you said, looked like he was maybe trying to squeeze a pass into to Miller in the opposite dunker spot. He ends up killing the advantage. But he, I think he kind of he does kind of get like a little bailed out on this play because he ends up leaving his feet and right. still finds Miller. But just in this moment right here, I know it's end of the quarter. Once again, it's another end of quarter possession with, uh, you know, with Scoot pick and roll. Uh, and scoot guard guard pick and roll to be specific but look how many defenders like i know i know memphis is trapping but look how peeled in they are like look where the help is like everyone is on the opposite side of the lane basically um you've got city sissoko and 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 london johnson space to the weak side you know memphis is sort of taking advantage of the situation here and it does sort of seem like you know as lofton goes to jenkins on the cut you probably would have liked the other guard, low man defender oh gosh, to yeah. stay in. But I guess he thought that Scoot was going to try to skip it to City Sissoko, who's in the sort of like left slot at the top of the screen. And instead, Leonard Miller just ends up being the beneficiary. So like Miller does a nice job moving here to set this up and, and ends up getting a pretty easy finish off of what is some like not great sort of like backside rotations from the hustle that help uh, bail, bail Scoot out. All right, clip number three, we're switching up the opponent, Mexico City. Uh, There's a ball screen for Scoot, trying to get movement towards the paint. The big, I believe, and this one is in drop. Backpedaling a little bit here. And we talked about the mid-range pull-up game for Scoot, so he he could pull up for this 15 range. He kind of does a little hesitation in and out. And this one, he also leaves his feet, Brian, but I, I feel like he's leaving his feet because he knows what he's trying to do here. Because he gets under the basket a little bit, it's hard to make that shot. And that little nice wraparound pass to his big uh, is very cool to see. Room service, man. Good Lord. (laughs) Like, just couldn't make it any easier for your teammate there. 
and I, and I, like I said, I, I'm thinking he's doing this to leave his feet. Not, I don't think it, in mm. his mind he's trying to shoot. I mean, may, maybe he's that that crosses his mind for a little bit, but he's so far under the basket, the angle is just not right. So um, again, he has the option of pulling up here, but gets downhill, puts pressure on the rim, forces uh, two guys to come over to him, and makes a little wraparound pass to his big. Yeah, again, this is from two seasons ago. A little like uh, kind of horns out set with Bochamp popping out, and then it flows into pick and roll in the you know uh, middle pick and middle third pick and roll with with Scoot. And yeah, like they're in the they're, it, it starts in the drop, and then it kind of ends up being like a late switch, you know, in terms of the coverage. But like you noted, Richie, like he could absolutely settle in for that elbow jump pull up jumper that he loves. And instead, he decides to chew up the space. You see the athleticism. He's able to get downhill, turn the corner, force not only just like force extra attention, but he gets the he gets the the opposing five off his feet, which means not only like um, you know has he created an advantage or whatever, but like he's really compromised the defense, right? Like the rim protection is is neutralized as soon as that happens. And this is stuff you see Scoot do a lot. Like he's so good at these little like final third of the floor, like lay down, drop off passes. And it, it maybe seems simple, but because his ability to pressure the rim, use that athleticism, his speed to constantly be pressuring the defense, looking to turn the corner when he doesn't settle for the, the mid range, like this is the, this is the fruit that it can produce, which is just a perfect, uh, you know, drop off, lay down pass uh, to his teammate for a, a you know, rim of a, a finish right at the front of the rim. All right, we'll play out this clip and get to the final clip for his passing. Uh, let's see here. Final clip is going to be queued up in a late shot clock situation. <laughs> There's something I, I I literally just noticed this as I was preparing for uh, the last second uh, before you came in here. I'll, I'll let you look at it here in a second, but it's, it's at the end of the play. But anyway, okay. late shot clock situation for Scoot. They spread the floor for him. And another screen rejection as he gets... Uh, a screen set here on the right side, but he decides to go right down the middle of the court, forces the Mexico City defenders to collapse, uh, leaves his feet, hangs, but he's able to get enough you know, energy to get that ball out to his teammate. Just enough. Just enough. <laughs> Just enough. Just enough juice. His momentum is obviously taking him towards the hoop. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And so this is, you know, late in the shot clock there, you know, there's probably four seconds. It looks like on the clock. So he's probably expecting this to be a wing three. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, it, it, it does take a little bit of time to get there, but it bounces right there. And he, he could have taken a three. Yeah. Watch scoot here, Brian. He he's expecting his teammate to take a three. <laughs> he's like, come on, man. And then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but like Bochamp makes this shot, but yeah, I mean like it, it, it was it was sort of weird, like the way Bochamp sort of approaches that. It's sort of like, um, like like I don't know, it's like in baseball, like do you want to try to like catch the like catch the pop up or like let it let it? If you're an infielder, like do you catch the pop up or do you let it like bounce in front of <laughs> right, you? You know, it's right. like a weird in between hop. And obviously, like he said, scoots in the air and he's throwing back a, a, a you know across his body, so it makes some sense for this to not be like the the best pass. It does not hit. Bochamp in his, his shooter, his, you know, his pocket for a, a clean catch and shoot. But again, you just like I love the way he collapses the defense on this. Um, you can see once again he just gets every defender right, you know, into the lane. Um, and you know, Bochamp's still able to score with a you know runner at the end of the clock, and not a lot of steam on the pass. Like I said, he's in the air, he's moving away from the from the passing outlet. 
But I would just say, like, this play and the, the laydown pass on the possession that we looked at before and this kind of kick out, like, they just – passes like this, they highlight – they're not, like, super-duper advanced reads, but they do highlight Scoot using his, like, special athletic traits in the handle – to, to be a pressure point, right? And like what that creates by having one guy that you can just give the ball, whether it's for seven seconds of the shot clock or it's the end of the shot clock, but like that, what that guy can create out of almost nothing, you know, in just what it's just to say, like a, he creates a, you know, basically two good shots for, you know, two good looking shots for, you know, for Bochamp uh, on that, uh, that possession. So I don't know, for me, that's what that possession really speaks to is like, this guy has the stuff to be a be, to be a pressure point, and then look. I think Scooter is like a pretty good passer, to to be clear. But even when he's not having to make like you know read multiple lines of defense, just like what his what his speed, what his tempo, what his handle, and obviously like with his ability just to like rise up and dunk on people at the rim too. Like the things that that does, it it just creates creates really good looks for teammates like you know kick out spot up possessions and you know a drunk you know drop off passes to to guys uh you know the dunker spot or at the other front of the rim well brent i I really enjoyed uh this episode this exercise Uh, it was a lot of fun preparing for it and uh when i was going through it i I didn't know what clips to pick because you sent me a boatload uh (laughs) so i'm i'm probably missed some really good ones, but I think the ones that we highlighted today on this episode uh, showed a little bit of everything. And obviously there was no defensive clips shown all pick and roll offensive stuff and very positive signs for a potential number two overall pick. And you mentioned this earlier as we wrap here that, you know, playing with LaMelo, there are going to be some concessions that each player might have to take, but I think I do feel comfortable after watching these pick and roll plays that, you can use LaMelo as an off-ball player like you have mentioned many, many times, but also feel comfortable that Scoot Henderson's going to create advantage after advantage after advantage uh, when he runs through these different types of pick-and-roll sets. So that's what I will end on. Any kind of final thoughts here on, on this episode about Scoot uh, as it relates to the pick-and-roll or just generally speaking? No, I would just say, you know, for people who, who tuned in and watched this, thank you for doing it. Um, hopefully we're going to do some more of these um maybe even during the season with some of the hornets you know doing these types of like video breakdowns where we you know uh, have some time and to to let things breathe and talk about things and some video to 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 accompany with it so however you listen to this i appreciate it and and richie thank you for for the production here too this was fun of course thanks again guys for tuning in to another episode uh we appreciate your support uh we do plan on having at least one more episode before the draft and also a live draft show as well we're hoping to get on a guest but if not we'll still be here see you guys later